are listening to Under This Light, a revelation of Shakespeare and self, brought to you by Seattle Shakespeare Company. I'm your host, Lamar Legend, and today we have an astounding guest, an amazing actor, Keith Hamilton Cobb. He's an actor and a playwright. He's performed and appeared in classical and contemporary roles all over the country, and as well as in television. Um, he has a BFA from NYU's School of the Arts, and we're going to talk very, very in-depth about his amazing 2019 play, award-winning play, American Moor, based on Othello. Uh, It ran off-Broadway at the Cherry Lane Theater in the fall of 2019. It is the winner of an Elliot Norton Award, an Odelco Award, two IRNE Awards, and is part of the permanent collection of the Folger Shakespeare Library. Oh my gosh, Keith. It is so good to have you with us today. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Uh, I've been looking forward to this. Absolutely. So um, just to kick things off, let's go way, way back. First, tell us um, how your relationship to to theater began. You know, Lamar, there's... there's, uh, I mean, how... if I asked you the same question, you would say you've always been an actor. You wouldn't <laughs> give, me, give me a place where all of a sudden you knew that. I, I may be wrong, but uh, m- most colleagues of mine that I know who, are, who, who have always been actors, who have always you know, stayed actors, irrespective of the vicissitudes of you know, trying to navigate life, uh, having, having such a profession... Uh, just say there's nothing else that I can do. There's nothing else that I've ever done. Nothing that I've ever done for money that I enjoy, you know, for a living uh, that I enjoy. So it 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 is it it is one's persona. You know, it is one's psyche. I mean, I was I was in college uh, studying Shakespeare and realized that I I would rather perform it. Uh, and so there was a moment there, but I think I was, you know, I was, I was an actor, uh, you know, long before then. I mean, it was, you know, I, that was, I guess, the, I, I guess there's a point where you come, come into, uh, your full awareness of it and the mm-hmm. full, full, full awareness that, well, this is it. I'm going to pursue this mm-hmm. no matter what, mm-hmm. But then there are an awful lot of people who say, yeah, I pursued it for a couple of years and then I went and became a stockbroker. Mm-hmm. So they're not like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. You, uh, uh, but you, you, I, it, you skipped a couple of steps here. I mean, like, how were you specifically introduced? We'll get to Shakespeare. I mean, we will get to Shakespeare. But um I mean, was it watching television and did you look? Because for some actors, it was like, oh, I was I saw myself represented or I was watching the show and I was like, dad, I want to do that. That's what I want to do, you know, or or did someone take you to the theater and you saw a performance? You know, what was that first blush? Yeah, I mean, I I, I, now that you now that you mention it, you know, if you really want to get get in the weeds with all this, I mean, I I think there was. there was some of all of that, you know. It, it is. It's funny when I was th- th- there was a period where I was just a spectator, right? Like we all start watching TV and movies, mm-hmm. and the guys that were 
having their success when I came along uh, were Brando mm. and uh, uh, Kurt Douglas mm. and uh, you know I mean they they, 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 they they probably they were beginning they were having their success before I came along but we were still seeing their work right we were seeing we were seeing their movies uh, 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 who else um a little bit later came Pacino and and uh, James Kahn. Uh, and you'd watch this work and be transported by the stories that these 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 actors were telling with their their work and, and it looked like fun, right? You wanted to do that. And when you went out in, in, in the yard and played, you were you were doing what they were doing. You were embodying characters. You were embodying them. But you were embodying characters and being, you know, what they got to do for a living. You went out. That's what you did when you went out and played. And uh, I guess a little, a, a, a little while later, you know, after that generation, it was kind of supposed to be my time, hmm. right? And I showed up to the extent that I could and did whatever anybody, you know. Uh, uh, what was what was what was available for me to do, mm-hmm. and sometime in that period, you know, the next generation came along. Who I was, I, I'd look at, and I, at that point, I was I was no longer, you know, when 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 Eric Bana showed up, I was like, I was sort of done. I was like, who's he? <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm not, I'm not even watching his movies, right? You know? I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I, Ryan Philippi, who the hell is he? What yeah. Is, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see, I don't want to go see her. Show me another James Codd movie. I don't yeah, want to see her. Totally. <laughs> And you know how the industry is like at yeah. this point there, it's all, it's, it's the last thing you've done. And so, you know, to them, Eric Bana is, is already passe. You know? yeah. <laughs> they've moved on to the next kid. Yeah. And I'm, I, you know, so, so, if we if we go back to uh, watching Steve McQueen mm. in Papillon, mm. or or or, or uh, you know uh, who? Uh, well, it sounds like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like the 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 couple of the the can one the caliber of actors you've you've already listed um papillon is one of my favorite films um but the uh the the names you listed earlier like it sounds like um the godfather series was influential no to you oh it wasn't it wasn't influential to everybody oh yeah it was a part of the zeitgeist i I keep i keep i tell people every year you know the 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 academy awards come right every year people get psyched and they go and they sit and they watch this and i haven't i haven't sat for the academy awards in years one because i'm not involved right Right. (laughs) so i don't need to really i don't really need to sit and watch but i tell people you know they should have like you know if if when it comes to best picture it should be you know okay the Academy Award goes to this picture because it was better than The Godfather. If mm-hmm. you know, if it wasn't better than The Godfather, then they should we shouldn't have the award. You know, there's nothing to come out in your in your in your formal formal clothes for. You know, um, that was 
those were the, those were the young guns, right? Of the, you know, the Pacino and 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 Khan and 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 Brando at that point. He was he wasn't all that young, but they were a caliber of actor. You looked at a caliber of directing, a caliber of filmmaking that. It has, you can still watch it and, and it's still compelling no matter how many times you see the movie, right? Mm. It, it, it withstands that test of time. And they were, they were examples uh, to aspire to. I guess I guess I mean I guess I still do. I guess you know all I want to do, all I, all, I, all I came to do was was be an actor. You know all this other stuff that is built up around it um, has come. You know as a matter of course, you have to be your own producer on some level. You have to be your own writer. You have to make your own work. Right. And I understand that, especially in this day and age. I see uh, young people doing it, and I encourage it. And in in in, in I guess all its various forms, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, mm. I wanted to show up and 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 be the guy and acting a character, just like going out in the yard to play, <laughs> play pretend. That's right. <laughs> so in that, I mean, you mentioned earlier about um, coming to Shakespeare or Shakespeare coming to you two meeting in the middle um, during your college years, you also go into that in depth, uh, that relationship and that experience within American Moore. Um, is there what other than the language speaking to you? Um, was there a specific play? I mean, you talk about in an American Moore, um, Titania's speech in a Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, becoming, um, um, incredibly uh, attached to it and could you talk or elaborate even more um about what was it about that speech if not that role if not that play or if not that shakespeare that made you go oh my god this is something unlike anything i've ever experienced before hmm i had seen I, I had seen an, a, a, an English company do uh, Henry Henry four and Henry five parts. Uh, uh, what was it Henry four, Henry four parts one and two and Henry five mm-hmm. in uh, in an afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was it wasn't the RSC. It was a more obscure company. Ooh, that's a long it, day. <laughs> yeah, it's a long it, it's it's a long day. But but it was I had been uh, up up until then I had been reading Shakespeare I had been I had been handed Shakespeare as literature and when I got to college I was I was studying literature to the extent that I was studying anything mm-hmm. I was studying literature and writing and so Shakespeare was still being given to me to read and synthesize and then comment on mm-hmm. and I wasn't good at that I, I was I was never good at reading anything on my best day I'm a, I'm, I'm slightly dyslexic so. That was always a bit difficult, and then I, you know I saw this particular production, and I'm I, I'm not hugely enamored of the way uh, Brits do their Shakespeare, mm-hmm. uh, but this company was I thought talented, and they put it together in such a way that I was uh, fully engrossed by the story uh, and and how they had staged it. 
um, there was a level of humanity in the characters that didn't exist on the page. So whatever acting work they were doing, they were imbuing the characters with depth that was compelling to me, very much like the characters in, you know, the Kurt Douglas movie, mm. the Al Pacino movie, yeah. right? Uh, all of a sudden they were real. And I said, oh, you know, it can be, it can be this. It should be this, right? Uh, we've seen celebrated uh, Shakespearean actors of bygone days who you, you watch and listen to, and you might as well just be listening. You might as well just have the, 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 the CD because, <laughs> right. you know, they, 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 they're lovely to hear. Yeah. But there's not much of the human there. They're depending upon the poetry, and the poetry will carry us, you know, through the play. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it will, it will, it's, it, it, it is that sublime. It will tell the story. Um, but it, 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 it won't tell the story that is, that, that, takes flight, is most alive, right. is most uh, uh, full and, well, and deep. what you're getting is a recital. What you're getting is a recital. That's, uh, that's absolutely true. That's it. Right. And, uh, and if it's recited well, that can be wonderful in its own right. Uh, but, it's not, it's, but it's not people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not human beings. And... Um, that was that work was the revelation to me. I think at the time, and still, American theater makers uh, uh, they sort of fall back on the comedies uh, when doing their Shakespeare, and more often than not, you you you'll hear me say that that, that we we recycle Shakespeare. We very often break any new ground to find any new depth or, or, or dimension. <laughs> In, in, in the work because we are used to 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 our theater as product. Mm. It is not art, it is product. It is an, another thing that companies sell, right? Mm-hmm. Theater, theater makers, you know, regional theater companies, they are companies. They are they are they are corporations that are selling a product. And when selling a product, you look for efficiency. How quickly can I package this product and sell it? How can I get people to buy it? Mm. You know? And if you start there, you're not going to make much art. You're not going to get very deep because you don't have the, the, you, you, the, that, that just doesn't provide you with the tools. are rife with uh, uh, antiquated uh, 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 language that that, that 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 doesn't really exist anymore antiquated you know uh, quibble quibbles on on, on 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 words that are no longer part of the English lexicon uh, and so we fill it we fill it with clowning we fill it with you know, fart jokes and mm-hmm. sex jokes and mm-hmm. you, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's often not about what anybody's saying. I don't, you know, I don't know when I understood a, 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 a production of Love's, Love's Labor's Lost. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen a couple and I, I sit there wondering what anybody's talking about, wondering if they know, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> That's a fair point. I mean, in Love's Labor's Lost, um, is I mean, there are even more archaic. I mean, The Merry Wives of Windsor is just filled with medieval jokes of the day <laughs> to yeah. an audience who only understood. it's. It was the pop culture Russell Simmons jam of its day. And... There is no uh, um, contemporary equivalent to some of those jokes. And yet, the public theater, Shakespeare in the Park, is opening, you know, finally this summer with that, with an adaptation of that set in Harlem, <laughs> you know, and with an all-black cast. Um, what are your thoughts on 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 um, companies today, you know, like OSF, you know, reinvigorating antiquated comedies like that oof Lamar I don't <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know uh, I don't I don't I don't know what I should commit to to, to digital audio <laughs> it's a safe space but I mean I'm not gonna um, urge you to say anything you're not willing to be heard look look man I you know there are a couple of schools of thought on this. Uh, the example, a good place to start is the example I often use. I say, you know, if you can remember Abbott and Costello's routine, who's on first? Oh, yeah. You know, that was a, a very funny thing. And to this day, if you see them do it, it's a very funny thing. But if we went 400 years into the future when baseball wasn't even a game that anybody played anymore, <laughs> tried to do it, who would have any idea what you were trying. So, so, you know, so yeah. I don't know, would then have to grab their crotch and fart and, and thrust their hips and do things yeah. you know, that had nothing to do with this, nothing to do with the skit, but people, you know, find the things that people identify with and, 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 and can commune over and, and it will be funny. And I find no reason to do that. Um, combine that now, combine that now with the, This is the social justice zeitgeist that American theater has been forced in some nominal way to pick up and run with. Mm. It's more often than not in bad faith, right? And it's more often than not still something that's about product squeezed into that three to five week first rehearsal to to stage production period, mm. right? So you're still you're still hamstrung by the same rules. You're still making product. You're just you know sticking things in the soup that the current culture says you'll look better if you if you if you stick in the soup, mm. right? It doesn't make better Shakespeare. Mm. You know, you still you you you're still starting in the wrong faith. A uh, uh, wrong, uh, wrong place. I'm sorry. You're still starting in the wrong place, and 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 to me, bad faith is obvious. You know, to me, uh, just because you said something in Harlem doesn't make you a good guy. Doesn't make you doesn't make you woke. Mm -hmm. Right? You ain't you ain't you ain't you ain't woke just because you hired a bunch of black people to do this in Harlem. You still not you're still not doing good Shakespeare. Mm. Right? And if you're not doing good Shakespeare, what favors are you doing to anybody? You know, uh, that's my thought. So, uh, well, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. So are, are you saying, are you suggesting um, 
that we put down these antiquated plays? I mean, do we put them down um, and use some of the canon and not others because they're more relatable and or universal? Well, I'm certainly suggesting that we put down some of them. I mean, I don't need to see Love's Labor's Lost again. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see most of the comedies, but that's me, mm-hmm. you know? I don't think they translate well. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see The Tempest ever again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't, I don't, I don't enjoy it. Somebody else might, and I shouldn't, I, I, I should not be the one to dictate, you know, which of these plays you can pick up and, 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 and work on. Right. But I will say that if, if you are not taking the time to truly interrogate this work, if you are stuck within that three to five week window, and if you are still paying actors, you know, whatever equity will allow you while you're paying your stars mm. to, 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 to do this thing, and the same director, right? If you're reaching out to the same guy to do your theater in the park, mm. right? And the same white guy, no? Yeah, yes, yes, you know. And and there you know there have now there have lately of late been some black ones but again we're in we're into this discussion of is this in good faith mm-hmm. are we doing are we are these productions better just because there are black people in them and around them if we're if if we're making them adhere to the same production schedule let's recycle some Shakespeare only make it black mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I don't I don't see the value in that and. Mm-hmm any of the plays we pick up and as i say it's it's anybody's choice um no one should be should be limited in 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 what they can work on and interrogate but interrogation is i think the operative term Mm. you know are we going to dig deep are we going to give ourselves the time the wherewithal to 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 dig deep and find stuff that Oh, geez, all kinds of stuff. You know, what what truly, how much time does it take to really make people human? To find, you know, to, to, to imbue this language. There's a scholar, uh, uh, Harold, Harold Bloom, he, who wrote a, a big tome before he died called uh, Shakespeare, The Invention of the Human. And, you know, Harold Bloom is a white sort of, to the manner born, dyed-in-the-wool bardolater. I mean, you know, Shakespeare before God, right? And yeah, his 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 premise is that Shakespeare created who we are, almost literally. I mean, you know, it's 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 a a a, a bit of a, a, a um, you know an, an an exaggeration that he's he's making for, for to 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 make a point. But 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 he's not far from literal. He 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 believes that it is all in Shakespeare's words. So he'll take whatever the play and say, "This is the human being. This is the Hamlet that Shakespeare's created. This is the human being Hamlet that Shakespeare's creating." And I look at Hamlet and I see a bunch of words. I see a bunch of poetry, and I say that if that were the case, then all all of the players of that role would be the same but the thing is they bring themselves to it right? or at least they try to and what 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 foreshortens their effort is the amount of time that they have to imbue that character with who and what they are the realities that they uh, they they live and understand and have lived all their lives the things that make them human right mm-hmm. they have a limited amount of time to find those 
in the frame that Shakespeare has given them, in the vessel that Shakespeare has given them. Hmm. Uh, and when we begin to take that time, I think all kinds of things show up. Uh, things in terms of how we relate to one another, uh, 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 the energetic dynamics between people in in love situations, uh, 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 situations of stress and jealousy, and all all the all all, all of them, the things that 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 Shakespeare's plays are about. Mm. Right? Um, so my 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 advocacy is is for taking the time for doing less. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need to do. Let's let's not do three shows this season. Let's do one and make it amazing change lives with this with this work Well, one, Keith, you're not alone. Um, there are there are female actors, you know, who I've spoken with who are all for and are trying to champion um, putting down uh, the taming of the shrew for good. <laughs> they see no reason why that play needs to be brought up or produced ever again. Um, so you're not you're not alone there in those thoughts. Um, that's an interesting. That's an interesting case, you know. Uh, uh, sim, uh, and it's similar to Othello. That's that is another one that people say. Well, maybe there's nothing redeeming in this. Let's just not 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 do it. Mm. And of course, of course, Lamar, uh, it, 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 in keeping with as what I called before the social justice zeitgeist, you know, people have get get up their own butts in terms of political correctness and are almost afraid to mention it. Mm. People, people, people come to me timidly and say, so should we even, should we even be doing, should we even be talking about Othello? I said, of course we should be talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's Shakespeare. We can talk about it mm-hmm. and you can pick it up and do it, but know that the culture that is watching you, that is watching the work, that is expecting you to give them something for the huge amounts of money you're taking from them to sit and and hear a play, mm. are, are going to want you to defend your choices. Yep. You can't just hand it to them anymore and mm. expect them to 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 walk away saying that oh, that 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 was great. Mm-hmm. Right. They're gonna want to know, well, what is what what is this about? And you're gonna have to you're gonna need to take responsibility for what you what what you have, have done. So if you pick up Shrew. It's a perfectly good play, but it's full of problems. Mm-hmm. Can you find a, a, a way to interrogate this play that is worth another look? Mm-hmm. What your what your colleagues are saying is, if nothing's going to change, let's not do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for that, right? If nothing's gonna, if we're, if you, if you, are, if you don't have anything other than what what we've seen to show me, well, that doesn't cut it. So let's just stop. And I feel mm-hmm. the same way about Othello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just stop. I mean, the, I mean, and I think that 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 conversation between audience and producer, you know, 
that you're talking about right now should be thrilling. It should be exciting. If I was a producer, I'd be like, all right, I have something to say. I'd love to defend this <laughs> to the public, in, rather, um, uh, whether it be in print or on radio or on television or even in the streets on the sidewalk out in front of the theater. You know, <laughs> like They should want to. But of course, when there's thousands and in some cases millions of dollars involved and they have constituents and donors and boards and things like that to answer to um what it ties their hands so they say that's all it is it it, it is it is and and and, and lamar there there is nothing truer it, it it is all money right it is all american finance it is american capitalism and as we as we delve any more deeply into that we immediately see how that is a structure that cannot not be racist. So let's dig in to American Moore, um, which goes into in depth about this very, very, you know, very topic. Uh, t- walk us through the genesis of American Moore and creating this play. Oof, the Genesis, uh, 2012. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm at, <laughs> I'm at an audition in Manhattan for a, a, a show at Syracuse stage. Somebody is doing a midsummer night's dream and they're auditioning for the roles, the combined roles of Oberon and Theseus, as is often done these days, because it's cheaper to pay one actor. Right. <laughs> and you know, uh, there it is again. Right. There it is again, mm. that, that, that money thing, right? And um, so I'm, I'm grown, right? I'm fifty something at that at that at, at at that point, I guess, or just just turning fifty something, fifty some somewhere in there. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets fuzzy. Um, and I think I, I played these both these roles twice uh, already, and you know, I went to I went to this audition. And I, 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 the material they gave me had been severely redacted because they don't want long auditions, right? Hmm. So they take a lot of stuff out. And I go in the room, and there's a, 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 a young white man on the other side of the table with the cast director and a couple other people, uh, you know, audition monitor. And uh, he's about half my age, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a little older. And um, I didn't know him. And he said, you know, I need to see this sexual chemistry and I need to see this and I need to see this and I need to see this in the audition. And it was all the stuff that he'd redacted out of the the, (laughs) the material. You know? And uh, so I said, okay. I wanted to say something else, but I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And... um, they were all scenes with uh, uh, Hippolyta and, and Titania, and they had one reader, and he was a, probably a, a, a man who was 60 if he was a day. Mm. And, you know, I sort of stood there, looked around a room and said, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, somebody in here is an idiot, and I'm not allowed to say that. Mm. But, but why would you engage this process this way? Mm-hmm. Why would you hamstring me from the minute I walked in the room 
why have you not given me any kind of conversation about what I think about the role or what I want to, what, you know, any, any, anything? I mean, I'm grown. I've done this before. Mm-hmm. You don't want to know. You just want to give me some direction and, and run at this. And then you're going to judge what that is in this highly stilted, draconian audition situation. Mm-hmm. And I did the audition and... Yeah, he he looked at me for a minute. And he he said, you know, would you you know would you go outside and you know we might ask you to come back in. And I said sure. And I went out and sat out there for a while. And eventually the the monitor came out and said, and we're we've we we we've seen what we need to see. You can go. And I was I was incensed by that process that day. And I was old enough to have mm-hmm. you know I had been through this a million times, both both in the theater and you know in throughout Hollywood. You know, I was, I had, God knows, used to rejection and, you know, was able to, to, you know, just leave it, right? Leave it, go eat, go, you know, do whatever you do, go, go, you know, hang out, go to the gym, go do whatever, whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. I couldn't this day. I was, I was inconsolable. I was, I, I was just so incensed by that particular process and didn't really know why and somebody said you should write this and i was like nah man i'm not i don't i don't i I, look i'm not interested i don't want to write anything i just want to act right i just want to do my work and it's always a struggle right and the only people it's not a struggle for are the very lucky you know and people i can say you know people speak that that's basically the case for everybody and everything you know life is a matter of, of 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 good fortune you know, success in life is a matter of good fortune. People could say, oh, I did it all myself. Yes, you have to be ready, as Hamlet says, but that's about it, mm-hmm. right? The rest is, 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 is circumstance. And I said, I just want, you know, I just want, I just want the circumstance to be able to do the, the thing that, as we started at the beginning of, the, of the, uh, this conversation, I was saying, all I really want to do is, is be an actor. So here, here's a point where I was like, no screw that I'm not I'm not I'm not writing anything that's not to say I wasn't a writer I mean I, I wrote when I wanted to write but I wasn't in any mood at this point right um and you know I went home and I started to scribble on it anyway and it sort of ended up being this sort of vomited 30 pages of emotion that was sort of all over the place that spoke to this idea of a young upstart sort of not dictating to an older thespian, an older actor, not giving him the, 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 the room or the respect to even consider his opinion, you know, his thought about, you know, what, what <laughs> let's, let's collaborate, let's mm. create together. Let's, mm. let's, you know, um, and I took this to a colleague and he said, you know, the energies in this are really extraordinary. They're really sort of leaping off the page. You need to you need to hone this. And uh, I did. And at that point, was it was it about Othello already? It was it uh-huh. was it it, 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 it it was about Othello, but it was also Lamar about a guy who. Who wanted love. Right. Who who came into the room and 
said, I have all these wonderful facets. Let me tell you this anecdote about this piece of my life. Let me tell you this anecdote, which is much different than the last one about this piece of my life. Let me tell you this anecdote, which is about as much different than the other two. Mm. And the, the, the piece was full of those. So, so that this character was saying, I'm all these facets. I'm all these wonderful things that I'm bringing into this room. Why don't you love me? And, 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 you know, I ran with it that way. You know, the, the thing ballooned into, into like, you know, 90 pages. It was, you know, a two hour play and then sort of started to shave some of this stuff off. And it was never right. But but we were always working on it from the first reading uh, onward. And it was in. It was in that form that the first uh, 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 public reading happened and. People were very much connected to the humanity of that character. I mean, people across all sorts of social and, 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 and life spectrums, whether it be, you know, age, race, sexual, sexual orientation, you know, um, the responses were from across the board, which was really exciting to me. And they all identified with this, this human being just wanting to be seen. few things uh, leading up to a question, a, a larger question that really, really struck me as I was watching it and then reading it. Um, so first, uh, at, towards the end of the play, the actor says, um, you don't want a man, you want a cartoon. In going Talking about that indictment of that young white director. And before that, uh, says... You know, there's nothing more infuriating than white folks acting like they know your story well enough to tell it without your help, <laughs> which I love. And even before that, uh, you speak to the audience directly um, describing the situation uh, uh, they find you in, saying, you know, a little white man is asking me if I have any questions about being a large black man in a famous Shakespeare play about a large black man, which for the last 50 or 60 years or so has been more or less wholly the province of large black men. The question I'm, um, I'm leading up to is, you know, you point out the indictment of this little man in this room, um, (laughs) white man in this room. Um, and all, but also in this room, um, is Shakespeare another white man um, with maybe not so little, you know, he's got a big reputation who wrote this play that you just broke down about a large black man. <laughs> you know? And so my question is, is he absolved of indictment? Um, did Has Shakespeare written a cartoon in Othello? As, as written, yes. As written, he has written a cartoon in Othello. And while I would say, yes, he is absolved of indictment, he is not absolved of interrogation. Mm. And what I mean by that is that someone living 400 years ago in social circumstances that were not mine and, 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 and writing work that he was marketing you know, and uh, 
cr- cr- creating as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. His he 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 was the artist. Uh, I have no, I have, I have no, I, no matter how much I study, I cannot know what was in his mind or in his heart. Mm. What I do know is that over generations and 400 years, this play gets handed down to us and that, that, that here comes Keith and nobody says, would you do our Hamlet? Yeah. Right. Here comes Keith who, who, who begins to take, uh, find great affinity with the playwright mm-hmm. right and what he is making which is you know when you're studying when you're studying literature and you're studying you and you're studying studying this period of 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 theater you're looking at thomas kidd you're looking at john fletcher mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at uh, marlo uh, marlo johnson you know and then there's shakespeare who's like fucking light years <laughs> beyond all of his contemporaries, they suck, dude. They <laughs> suck. They have this pentametric structure that they're trying, like all hell, to shove these 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 characters into and these plots into, and it's clunky and it's boring and it sucks. Mm. And then you have Shakespeare, and and it's like power steering. And as a student, my looking at that was was was. Filled me with admiration. And now, to excite your curiosity, and in the spirit of infusing the world with more joy, I present to you some magic questions. This has been a fantastic conversation. I, um, I have here a few magic questions for you. Um, and we're gonna as we wrap things up. Uh, the first, are you ready for them? Sure. <laughs> the first is if you could master one skill that you don't already have, what would it be? So this is like a, 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 a real skill or is this like a superpower? Oh, oh, however you interpret that. Oh, yeah, I would like to heal. I would, I would, I would like to, 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 to quickly heal people and that, and that, but I don't, I don't, I don't mean be a doctor. I was never smart enough to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, laying on of hands, healing, you know, um, and, 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 and take away the hurt that I think is at the root of all that, that hurt and fear that, that, that causes us such strife as, as a culture that has caused all that continues to call all, uh, cause all these racial uh, racial issues that we navigate in in, in our in our, our our culture and in the country. Hmm. Um, yeah, I would that's like a, to, I would like to heal. That's a great one. My gosh. <laughs> oh, um, all right. This one's a little sci-fi. So, picture it if you will. Time travel is real and accessible to most. Um, you happen to be afforded the privilege to be able to time travel back into Shakespeare's day and to be Shakespeare's muse without him knowing. So you're able to influence his thoughts as he's writing Othello. 
<laughs> and so you get the opportunity to change anything in this play, though the words will still be Shakespeare. So you don't have to worry about it being an iambic contaminator or anything like that. You just need to give him, you can give him anything you want to change. What would you change and or what would you influence? That's a great question. Um, I would change, I would, I would, I would say, I would influence, I would suggest that how's the best way to say this? You are writing a character who is expressing things from your point of view who is nothing like you. You are, you are, another way to say this is Othello speaks as if he has accepted the perception of himself that others have of him. Which is absolutely is is is, is unrealistic. <laughs> you know, if if, if if I go if 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 I go to to France, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I I go and I say I'm an American. I, now the French are looking at me like hey, you're a, you're a, you're you're an ugly pig, you Donald Trump. You know, you, you, they're thinking about all kinds of things. I don't see myself through that lens. Right. I see myself as a, 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 as an American, and, and, and it's an arrogance, but we all have it, right? And Othello, if you read it, often, um, the, most of the time, is looking at himself through the lens of, of, of others, as opposed to taking any stock in his difference, you know, and, and value in, his, in, 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 in who and what he is, which is a lot of what needs to be uh, worked on and interrogated in this in this rewrite and production of mine. Mm-hmm. But that's but that is the thing. I mean, I'm sorry for the long answer. No, no, no. You ask you ask, you ask complex questions. Yes, I would, <laughs> I, would, I, would I, I would suggest that he spend some time figuring out how to allow the the eponymous hero of that play to speak with his own point of view, born of his own experience and not yours. Mm. That's a great answer. <laughs> it might stop his pen. Um, <laughs> um, and lastly, Keith, when you die, because we all will, if people forget everything about you, what's the one thing you want them to remember? He was embarrassed by his humanity. Hmm. My goodness, you are a writer. (laughs) (laughs) That word choice is so carefully crafted. (laughs) Thank you so much, Keith. Um, if people want to find you, where can you be found? Yeah, I mean, I have, I, I have, you know, if if you wanted to to actually, you know, know stuff about me, there's a website keithhamiltoncob.com. There's also a website 
AmericanMore.com that is specifically American More stuff so people can get really in-depth material about the show that we've been discussing. Uh, I, uh, Keith Hamcob is the Twitter handle. And Keith Hamilton Cobb is the Facebook handle, but I'm almost never on them because that's of another age. <laughs> I, tell, I tell people, y'all are 21st century intelligent. I'm only 20th century intelligent. I don't get it. You know, so I don't. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, I look forward to meeting you someday. Yeah. And I, you, I, you, this is great. Thank you. A little white man is asking me, if I have any questions about being a large black man. <laughs> Enacting the role of a large black man in a famous Shakespeare play about a large black man, which for the past 50, 60 years or so has been more or less wholly the province of large black men. Well, no, at least. <laughs> I ain't got no questions, but you should. You ought to have nothing but questions. Thank you for listening to Under This Light, a revelation of Shakespeare and self. The series is a project of Seattle Shakespeare Company. If you enjoyed this discussion and would like to learn more about Seattle Shakespeare Company's productions and programs, please visit seattleshakespeare.org. We'd love to hear from you. Seattle Shakespeare is located on lands taken from the Duwamish, Stillaguamish, Muckleshoot, Suquamish, and all Coast Salish people, and we pay respect to them as this region's original storytellers. The music you hear in this episode is provided and composed by Stefan Dorsey. Artwork for our series was created by Marla Bonner. I'm host and producer Lamar Legend, and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. So... Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Give us your hands if we be friends, and Lamar shall restore amends.